This is Recruiting Daily's Recruiting Live podcast, where we look at the strategies behind the world's best talent acquisition teams. We talk recruiting, sourcing, and talent acquisition. Each week, we take one overcomplicated topic and break it down so that your three-year-old can understand it. Make sense? Are you ready to take your game to the next level? You're at the right spot. You're now entering the mind of a hustler. Here's your host, William Tincup. Okay, so let's talk about offers. Creating offers that matter or is it not an offer and is it really content? That's a great question. It's, uh, it's, it's got to be relevant to their life. So there's a lot of noise. Like uh, at one point I surveyed, and this has been years, so the data's uh, a tad old, but at one point I surveyed um, the practitioner audience and I found out that they were getting about a hundred webinar, no, a hundred, yeah, a hundred webinar requests a week and 150 white paper emails a week. So imagine your inbox if you're... From a marketing perspective. From a marketing, from different... Because, you know, it's not just software firms that market to these folks. Services firms. So you take your VP of talent acquisition, they're getting hit from every angle. Right. Okay, so that it's not just competitors and things like that. Um, So so the thing is, is you've got to really differentiate yourself when you... When you reach out to that audience, you've got to give them something that's going to make their life better. Right. Like it's going to make your job better. It's going to make you a better uh, uh, a player. It's going to make your you know everything easier. And it could be training material. Mm-hmm. It could be uh, uh, something as simple as doing a study and researching a topic that you care about as an organization, but you know that they also care about the practitioners. So offers that are you centric generally fail offers that are they focused or or centric generally win so as marketers you know we're our own worst enemies in in a lot of ways we want to talk about us we want to talk about (laughs) we want to talk about our our products our services how great i am Uh, yeah well yeah you know i mean you know yeah well uh, turns out i'm awesome so you know but that's not, that's not the content that's going to resonate, especially in a noisy world, right? Uh, 180 years ago, I did a, uh, a white paper with Lou Adler. I mean, this is like 05, maybe 04. It was early on. And it was a white paper for uh, Hiredesk, I think it was. And we got like a 35% response rate, people downloading the white paper. Like you tell that to a marketer today, like you're going to send it out to a hundred thousand people and 35,000 of them are going to download the white paper. No one would believe you. Right. Okay. So that was an offer. Now Lou, to his credit, he created content that would help recruiters. That was Mm -hmm. in a white paper that was literally, here's the five things that you need to do, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, And it was good content. It was well-written. It was, it was just advice on how they got better. And, uh, and it was at a time when it wasn't noisy. Most most vendors weren't doing email marketing back then. Um, now everyone does email marketing. Now everyone does content marketing. So everyone's got blog posts. Everyone's got social promotions. Everyone's got webinars and white papers and this yeah. flood of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what we call it, noise. So you, to cut through that noise, 
you've got to do things that aren't you specific. They're not about you. They're so, about them. So a couple things here. One, how if you had to wrap it all up into one pretty bow, what is the one thing that you would recommend that somebody do to cut through that clutter? And it could be as simple as a subject line. Just, what are yeah. your like, initial hot take? Well, the first thing is be bold. Like if you really want to be noticed, mm-hmm. you've got to do something that's outside the normal. Like when we you know, watch the Super Bowl or we watch uh, the Oscars or we watch any of these types of things and there's new ads or new things, you, know, you can kind of look back on those like three years ago, you watched the Super Bowl. What stood out? Doritos. Right. So, but that's, like, that's every year. But kind of. And, maybe, and that's a consistency thing. Mm-hmm. So that's also important, but a, but a different topic. But you got to be bold. I mean, if you're not bold, it's essentially what you're saying is you're vanilla and you're playing safe. And if you're playing safe, why would they consume that content? Right. So it's on, for, on one level, it's got to be about them, how they get better. Check. We've already talked that through. But then it's got to be bold. Right. And if, well, you're, if you're bold, you have a chance of it being consumed. Right. Okay. Hot takes. I've got one, two, three, four, five mm-hmm. quick hot takes on, on some of these items here. So I'm going to say two things, and you just give me the answer. You can elaborate a bit if you want, but sure. we'll just go quick on this. And this is for creating offers and content that's bold, that stands out. Creating an academy versus white papers. Uh, certification is actually the answer. So academy kind of fits that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and training is underneath certification. So really what you want is you want your people, your users so admins, buyers, users, you want them certified in your software. So creating a, an official certification process helps them get consumption of the software. It helps you with retention and churn, but it helps them actually use the features and benefits and attributes of the software. And so you build, as you say, an academy, you, you build a certification program for your software and, and what that does is already trains them, and that could be video content, or, you know, all the different oh, ways yeah. that you train. But, yeah, you build sort of your own certification program. Got it. Okay. Now, these I know can go both ways, and it's really up to the consumer, the reader at this point. But here we go. Articles versus podcast. Yeah. Um, I think right now it's trending podcast. Uh, I think audio content uh, is actually – kind of outpacing because people find it easier just Mm to, especially with long commutes and exercising and, you know, just having Alexa play, you know, X podcast, it's just easier to consume. And I think you're doing with, I don't think that, you know, I'm not going to predict the death of, of, uh, of written content. However, with attention spans going downward, Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, this goes back to the kind of the advent of Twitter. You know, when Twitter first came out, people were like, you know, 140 characters. What could you possibly say in 140 <laughs> characters? Turns out we've gotten really good at yeah. getting things down to the point. Um, and I think so. So I think articles are going to get shorter. Okay. And, and, and that's okay. That's actually a good way to consume articles and blog posts. It's like, 
here's the five things you need to know. I don't need to do a right. preamble. I don't need to do a conclusion. Right. I don't need to lead you through. Here's the three things. Okay. Well, then that takes off, not the next one, but the one after. So let's we'll come back to that. Sure. Video versus podcast. I knew you were going to say podcast. So I took podcast down. Video mm-hmm. versus podcast. I know they can be both. Yeah, I, I, I think that's why you go video with that because um, you can strip it to both. I mean, that's it. It it it, it encapsulates it encapsulates the other. Yeah. So one has has the other, whereas audio is just audio. You can't get the video, and people, ironically, I think sometimes people just want to see you. Mm-hmm. They want to see the person. This is why some people on LinkedIn are really popular. I think Adam Gordon at Candidate I, uh, he's ID. He's done a fantastic job. He's done a fantastic yep. I And mean, then we can go through a, a list of those types of people that have just, they just get on LinkedIn and yeah. just point the camera to themselves and go, here's my bit. And they're really good at it. JT. Uh, now, at, yeah, JT. Now, Adam, when he started, and I, he may listen to this at some point, but and it's not a knock. I think it's really good. When he started, it reminded me of the Blair Witch Project. He would walk down the sidewalk. Yes. And the camera would shake, yes. and I just thought, God damn, yeah. someone Some, is going to kill this dude. Someone's going to get murdered today. But he's really good, yeah. and he, he's done a fantastic job with it, and he's grown the hell out of its product, too. All right, this one you've already answered, but let's, we'll just take a quick hot take. Long-form article versus short-form I think the, the growing uh, audience for long-form content is shrinking. I agree. And uh, it, it kind of hurts my heart a little bit because... I don't think it's generational. I don't think it's any of that stuff. I think it's just time. Mm-hmm. People just don't have time to read. I can count on probably two hands the people that I know that love long-form content. And it's usually writers. Yeah, well, I think we've been conditioned right. over the last probably decade now yep. to read shorter right. things, headlines, right. right? Like you said, you mentioned Twitter, right? 140 characters. Well, it's more now. But, right. you know, we were conditioned for a very long time Get your point across. Read it. Make a decision if you want to move forward. So the USA Today, which is going to hurt everyone's heart, but at last I at last I heard, the USA Today does two things. In every article, they bubble up into the first paragraph the essence of the article. So what, it doesn't matter if it's in lifestyle, sports, a business, or whatever section it is. Whatever that longer article is, you can read the first paragraph, and you've got everything you need. Second, they write on a, I believe, a seventh grade level. So it's very simple and easy to understand. And the first paragraph is all you have to read. So you can read a USA Today paper in literally five minutes. Yeah. There's, um, and we'll end it here, but there, there's a YouTube channel. It's called uh, Oversimplified. And I'm addicted. I yeah. love it. Yeah. They take the most complex things in history. And they're just phenomenal at taking it and making it oversimplified. And frankly, you don't need your textbooks anymore. They do it in four minutes and it's an entire year. Yeah. The Magna Carta. Here you go. Yeah. (laughs) Four minutes. (laughs) Okay. Well, and And you kind of wish that when we were kids uh, or went through college or whatever, it's like, why did, why didn't we have this? Like, why do you have to read Tolstoy? Like, seriously, uh, we had cliff notes, right? (laughs) But but you still had to read it and it was still 40 pages. Yeah. You had to read the book and then go through cliff notes just so you could prepare for the the test. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, Give me, give me Tolstoy or, or Steinbeck or, or any of those uh, in four minutes. I'm good. And you're good. Yeah. 
You've been listening to the Recruiting Live podcast by Recruiting Daily. Check out the latest industry podcasts, webinars, articles, and news at recruitingdaily.com.